what is a social enterprise and how do you become one? And that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So keep listening. Hello and welcome to the Impact Go Rush podcast. This is the podcast for impact entrepreneurs. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of impact entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka the Sustainable Development Goals. Listen in to fellow impact entrepreneurs on their journey in this new Go Rush of making a bigger impact. Get inspired to learn how through entrepreneurship you can grow your impact to make the world a better place, leave a legacy and live a more meaningful life. I'm your host, Wun Tan. So we have Kat Lecoq of Share Impact talk about the key challenges of being a social enterprise and why selling can be a difficult thing for some social entrepreneurs. So listen in to this fascinating conversation. So if you've missed the last episode, that was episode 12, we had Kathleen Hamilton of Genius U. She talked about becoming a digital nomad and location independent and how the education system is being transformed with the platform that they're building Genius U. So without further ado, let's jump into today's conversation with Kat Lecoq. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. Why is it important for businesses to be more impact driven? I think for me, be purely profit driven in our current times just doesn't make sense. I think for any business that doesn't have um, some sense of a need to reconfigure and have a balance with social and environmental aims is just really disconnected from actually what's going on in the world today, like socially, environmentally, and also economically. Like, I just don't think it makes sense to perpetuate global inequality. And I think purely private profit-driven businesses who are there to increase private gain, sorry, profit for private gain are part of that problem. And also negating the fact and ignoring the fact that we have a huge sustainability crisis that we're facing now and is imminent and is with us and lots of other social issues. So I think for businesses to not recognise what's going on and to not kind of think, okay, profit's important. Like we have to have profit as a business to be sustainable. I'm not saying that profit's not important. However, how we choose to operate as a business how we choose to interact with the with all our stakeholders, customers, etc., and how we choose to use our profits is important. And we make a decision as business owners to decide whether that's important and put values on that or not. And so for me, I think purely profit-driven businesses are not going to survive um, long-term. They won't be here in 100 years' time. And on a positive note, businesses are a force for good. There's so much opportunity for businesses to create change in the world. And so I think lots of business owners and leaders are making that change because they want to be part of that transformation. So for me, that's the, the kind of the key. You are known as the social entrepreneur coach and impact strategist. And you've been working with a lot of uh, social entrepreneurs who are starting out. What would you say is a social enterprise? And, you know, I know there are different definitions of it. And you've really looked into this a lot. And um, could you share what are some of the key things that people are missing or what are things that people might not think about? Yeah, definitely. So for me, there's kind of um, five or six key principles really it's social entrepreneurship for me and being a social enterprise is an approach to business so it's not a particular business model as such it's more of an ethos and an approach that you choose to take as a social enterprise which is really locked into your governance documents and the way that you operate so there's kind of um i've got a list here the six key areas that um, if you can tick all six or you choose to tick all six, makes you a social enterprise. And this is specifically here in the UK, but actually increasingly these six principles are in some way or another reflected in 
across across the world in terms of how social enterprises are operating but also depending on the legal structures. I mean, the specific legal structures and opportunities are different in each country, but generally these six principles apply. So the first one is obviously having a very clear social or and or environmental mission that's written into your governing documents um, so that you're actually driven by a commitment to prioritise and pursue this mission um, rather than just being in existence to pursue profit. So the second one is being independently owned or managed. So i.e. autonomous and able to manage your affairs in lines in line with other requirements without undue control by shareholders or members um, who do not share the key purpose of your business and that social environmental mission. Third thing is earning the majority of your income through trading, obviously, because it's a business. And I think this is often where lots of people coming into the social enterprise space get a bit unstuck because they think it's like this sort of in between charity and business and in some senses it is in terms of we're very much purpose driven but actually it is a business and has to be have be in terms of it being sustainable needs to have at least 50 percent income through trading the fourth one is um, having a commitment to maximizing income to pursue the mission and and any profits that are made having these reinvested back into the business operations or donated to further pursue the social environmental mission. Um, And then fifth and sixth are being transparent about how you're operating and the impact that you create and actually communicating and demonstrating this through impact reports or your your external communications. And then the final thing is, in most cases, particularly here in the UK, social enterprises are required, not required, but choose to have an asset lock. And an asset lock is a governance thing that means that if you were to close as a business, then you're committed to distributing any residual assets of that business to another organisation, a social enterprise, a charity, or a business that also shares your social and environmental purpose. So that's any assets. And really that that particular thing is only really relevant to those social enterprises that are applying for some grant funding because it's to protect the, the grant funding and the assets that are generated through that grant funding to make sure that it's it, it goes on, I suppose. There's kind of a circular element to making sure that those assets are passed on for that social and environmental purpose. So those are the six principles of being a social enterprise. And I think it's just that for me, it provides like a really good checklist for people to think, is this what we want to be? Can we sign up to these? Is this how we choose to operate? But apart from that, social enterprises can be literally any type of business. That's really interesting. I mean, the the second point around the ownership is something Mm -hmm. that I've never thought about. Um, you know, trying to trying to make sure it's independent and then everyone is aligned. I think that is kind of a because yeah, I I I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, and often like because a lot of social enterprises will maybe you know I think you can be a social, can be a social enterprise like myself on your own as a solopreneur, um, but then it's kind of thinking through well how do I um, justify not just you know taking the profit for myself and that's all written in my governing documents but then if you're a social enterprise that does have like a board more of a charitable style um, trustee board or governance structure it's really making sure that the people that you're bringing on board get the governance and understand well a that they're on board with the purpose and this new approach to doing business absolutely um but really are are restricted as well in terms of they're not there for personal gain private like um, financial gain necessarily although they can be paid they're there to pursue the, the social environment permission of the business cool one of the things that you do is you also um your sort of beginning is you, you've worked with impact measurement is that am i right in thinking that's the case yeah. 
Yeah, could you share what was your journey? Like, how did you end up, you know, becoming a coach? Yeah. Yeah. So I started in 2013 as a social entrepreneur. So before that, I'd worked um, and led, I'd worked in the third sector, leading a variety of social impact programs um, and organisations, predominantly around um, community cohesion and interfaith dialogue. Um, And I'd worked mainly in the education and training sector. And in 2013, me and my best friend, Jen Bourne, were given an amazing opportunity to take over um, an education program that had really been struggling. It had been very much grant funded, dependent, and um, we were just given this amazing opportunity to take it on. And we, Jen had recently done a master's around social entrepreneurship. And so we knew there was this option to actually create a sustainable income model through being a social enterprise and that really started my journey working with lots of other social entrepreneurs at the time in lots of peer groups and accelerator programs learning about how to build a social enterprise and we took um, the particular decision to sell our program to corporates and generate income from selling to corporates and really made a shift from not asking for sponsorship but selling a service that corporates wanted to and would invest a lot of money in to, to kind of cover the costs of our organization and program so we've done that and Jen's now successfully doing that eight years on when I stepped away from that operational role as co-director I um, really wanted to pursue my career in supporting others in this journey of setting up social enterprises and I saw one of the things I could most help with was at the start was helping social entrepreneurs communicate who they were why they exist and their impact better because that's what I felt me and Jen had succeeded at where others were struggling so where other social enterprises at a similar level to us were struggling to make sales and generate income through trading I saw whether that was for corporates or in you know retail or consumers I felt it was because they weren't really getting their communications and marketing right and so that's why I kind of became an impact strategist and particularly started around helping people communicate why they existed and their impact better so that they could attract more of their ideal clients and customers and generate more income. Because for me, that's the biggest threat in the social enterprise sector. We're not focused on how to generate sales and, and create income. And that's really just evolved over the last three and a half years since running Share Impact to now being um, and supporting much more in a coaching and mentoring capacity. So both mentoring through the experiences I've had, but also coaching um, social enterprise leaders to um well create the change that they want to create in whatever way that means but particularly focusing around money mindset profit and sales that's really cool so you know i know you you've got a a monthly membership and you work one-to-one with uh, social entrepreneurs what is your top tip for someone who's starting out as a social entrepreneur i think one of the key things is not getting started because of fear of not being ready and i think the truth is we're never ready like we're just not ready and i think we just need to get started so one of the things is don't worry about what you don't know and just focus on what you do know because when i engage and have conversations with people who are social entrepreneurs or are just about to start that journey and like set up a business and they are incredible people They've usually got um, amazing lived experience, which is relevant, or they've got professional experience, which a huge amount of skills and knowledge. And they often don't focus on that and the, the kind of the amazing qualities they do have. They tend to focus on their fears and doubts and what they don't know, which creates a block, you know, to actually making progress. And I think through coaching often, but also just reminding them that they have knowledge and skills or lived experience, which is absolutely relevant, that people want to know about, learn from, hear about. And really, it's just about taking those first steps. So 
start doing, I would say. And you don't need to have, you know, lots of people think, oh, well, I need to have my governance sorted out. I need to set up the business. I need to have a business plan. I need to have bank um, a bank account and stuff. And yes, all those things are helpful, but they're not, they're not what makes a business. What makes a business is you getting started and doing what you want to do. Um, and so that for me is building connections with the people you want to have as customers and stakeholders, you know, creating a very simple strategy for how you want to generate income and figuring out what you're offering. So I generally focus with service-based businesses, but if you're product-based as well, like what is it you're offering to people? And then just start talking about it, talk about it in a way that actually people want to hear about it, that engages those particular target audience. And just recognize that all the things you don't know, you'll learn along the way, or you'll find people to support you or you'll build your team around those gaps in your knowledge. Like no social entrepreneur knows everything. It's just not possible. You know, any business owner starts out with what they do know and what they don't know. And you're no different. So I think focus on what you do and start taking steps to, to achieve your vision. Cool. And one of the things that you have done is you've actually got your own podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how, you know, what's what's been your experience in um, podcasting and interviewing other social entrepreneurs? I think that I think I've told you this before as well. Like um, the the only reason I really started a podcast was because I just wanted the opportunity to speak to amazing people, and it kind of gave me an excuse to do that. It was kind of like, oh, can we just have a call for forty minutes and um, I ask you some really great questions or um, you know have a conversation with you? And I suppose the second thing when I first started my first podcast was I knew so many amazing female social entrepreneurs, um, and this was back in twenty seventeen, but I didn't um hear those voices out there you know and I suppose it was at the earlier stages of podcasts in one sense as well like podcasts have grown hugely in the last three or four years so but I thought I know I kind of started because I was like I know at least 50 female social entrepreneurs who are amazing and I want to share their stories I want more people to hear about the amazing work that they're doing um and so that was one of the main reasons behind a very selfish reason of just wanting to have conversations with those amazing women so and that's now changed like my podcast now is is hopefully a bit more not more practical I suppose but more focused on how to help social entrepreneurs and grow their businesses it still has amazing women sharing their insights and their businesses but we try and add in a lot more top tips and practical support for them as well so that they kind of go away with something they can implement yeah I love that I I, I did notice that uh, you have a lot more monologues I think this year or last year yeah Yeah. I've got more to say now as well like I've I've got more um, more confident in my message and I really want to share that through the podcast as well which I think is great for anybody that's sort of starting out in business and um, podcast is a great way to do that like it's a great platform right to just share the things that you know to be true that you want to share with your audience and to build an audience around awesome and so anyone who's listening um, you can check out your podcast at shareimpact.org that's your website mm-hmm. and it's also the same name right your podcast it's um creating social impact the podcast and it's on spotify and apple podcasts so yeah cool before we end this conversation like what do you have on offer you know how do you work with other social entrepreneurs could you share you know what's what's happening in your business in your coaching um sort of programs that you have yeah absolutely and you've already mentioned like i've got one-to-one coaching for social entrepreneur leaders who want that kind of one-to-one private support and on a weekly basis for 12 weeks i've got my thrive society membership and for anybody that's looking for a more i suppose cost-effective way to get support from me weekly and on a monthly basis and then what's coming up right now is my aligned sales mastermind 
which is a really, um, so I've only got 10 spaces for my mastermind each time. And it's an amazing program basically for four months where you get eight weeks of group coaching and weekly trainings on how to really scale up your sales, but in a really aligned way. One of the things that I kept coming across with clients was the resistance to making sales and generating income in their business was actually they just had this perspective of sales being actually quite masculine, aggressive or disconnected from the way they want to run their business. And so this is mastermind is all about how to create sales in the way that feels aligned to you. It doesn't have to go against anything that you don't believe in or against your values and the way you want to operate your business. It's about creating a sales strategy that really fits the way you want to run your business. Um, so it covers a lot of mindset um, and then very practical strategy building um, steps through the training. And then after those eight, first initial eight weeks, there's other just ongoing support as a group. But so, yeah, if people are interested in that, they can come and find it. Details at the share, the shareimpact.org. I think that's quite fascinating. You, 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 you say that um, people find sales very masculine. And I think mm-hmm. that is that is kind of how I experience it as well. I think it's a very a traditionally it's very masculine sort of approach of um, how people are taught or how, I think that, that there's, there's that perception. Yeah. And I think it doesn't, it isn't like that. Like it isn't all like that and it doesn't have to be like that. And I think as business owners, we get to choose and take responsibility for how we choose to sell. And I think as social enterprises, we're often doing things in service for people. So even though we're selling services or products, it's being in service to people. It's providing things that people actually want to need. So it doesn't have to be pushy, manipulative, aggressive, like it's purely just putting it out there. And people, if as long as you've got the audience who are engaged, if it's stuff that they want, then they're going to buy it. If it's stuff that they need, they're going to buy it. So it's kind of just changing this sense of we don't have to push it out there. We don't have to convince people to buy when it's something that actually they really want to be part of or want to um, receive. That's really cool. So is there any other uh, final message that you want to share to our audience? I would love if you're not already a social enterprise, I'd love for people to um, listen back, think through, uh, you know, you probably might already be a social enterprise if you can kind of follow those six principles. Um, But really ask yourself, like, I think for any business, what is our social environmental purpose, even if we are still traditional and focused on generating profit, which is necessary? Can we bring more and can we create more impact and change through our business operations or how we use our profits. And I think they're two big shifts um, for some businesses to consider. I've actually worked with a client recently who has been in business, had her small family business for eight years or so, and really just felt like she didn't have this purpose, her purpose in her business, and she wanted to bring that in. So we've actually just shifted her business to become a social enterprise. And so that through her operations, she's actually employing women who were furthest from the labor market um, in her community and really wanted to bring them back in so ex-offenders and people that women that have been going through really difficult times trauma or had addictions and she's now um, has a commitment in her business to employ women on a sort of year-long contract to support them back into employment really really powerful stuff so I think that's just one example but there's so many ways that traditional businesses can actually change some of their operations or change an aspect of what they're doing to create create less negative impact and be more net positive. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, so thank you very much for uh, sharing your time here at the Impact Gold Rush podcast. Oh, no, thank you so much for inviting me, Wintan. It's been brilliant speaking to you again. 
So there you go, that was Cat Lecoq. What's been your biggest takeaway from this episode? Let us know in the comment section on our social media page. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do subscribe. This will really help us grow our podcast. And if you can think of someone that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please do share it with them. In the next episode, we've got Will Richardson of Green Element. They're an environmental consultancy and so he's going to be sharing his experience in helping transform businesses to be more environmentally sustainable. So tune in to next week's episode. Thank you very much for listening in to the end of this episode. We really appreciate you. This is the Impact Go Rush. My name is Moon Tan and I'll see you on the next episode.